0: This is a Pound the Rock podcast show. While the Uncle Nearest team is in quarantine, we have been producing regular broadcasts on our Instagram, on our Facebook, and in live Zoom webinars. We have decided to take those shows and bring them here to you on the podcast channel. We hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays with the team from Uncle Nearest, the smoothest premium Tennessee whiskey. Hi, I'm Matt Carlson in Los Angeles. I'm Chasity Beasley from Chicago.
2: This is Matt Neal from the UK. This is Ian Hozik from Chicago. Hi, I'm Richie Michaels, National Brand Ambassador.
1: And we are your whiskey hosts for Whiskey Live Wednesday. Welcome to Whiskey Live, everyone. I'm your host, Chasity. I'm the brand ambassador uh, for Uncle Nearest in Chicago, and I'm joined tonight with my Uncle Nearest Whiskey family. Hey guys! Hi! Uh, hey. Oh.
3: <laughs> Great to hear your voice, Chastity.
1: Yours too! Uh, I'll just take a moment and let you guys introduce yourself.
2: I'll get us started. Uh, my name is Ian Hozek. I'm also here in Chicago. I work alongside Chastity. And Lynn, not to not to sound like a stalker, but I think we're neighbors now because your good friend Angie Jackson is uh
4: oh she lives is, in my basement
2: yeah i'm about, I'm about <laughs> I'm, i just moved into your neighborhood i'm, I'm a really good friend of angie <laughs> that's uh,
4: not at all creepy it's good no, no no i didn't
2: think it would be i thought it would be totally normal so i brought it up right away <laughs>
4: yeah rents my basement so okay awesome <laughs> yeah
2: I, I, i've you.
3: got i've got a fun story uh lynn your your good buddy bernie lovers yes i I, I live in his old apartment. Do you of rec- course do you, you re- do. Re- <laughs> do you
5: recognize it?
4: Yes, I was like the other day I was, at that car, I was like, I thought it looked so familiar. <laughs> Wait,
5: Richie, you didn't build that bar yourself? <laughs> I Here, I thought all this time that this was your <laughs> No, no, no! I, I, I
2: built the
3: bar. You know and he didn't even donate any bottles from my home
5: bar uh, I moved
3: in. I, uh, I just,
5: I but you, you have know, a lot of
3: good uh, bottles, so you're. It looks. Up. You're it better. looks like it's pretty full
5: back there, though, <laughs> Richard. So. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, buddy is just such a, an amazing buddy of mine. I, I've known him almost since then. I've been in the industry, and uh, and so uh, uh, everything he does is amazing. I just don't know what. I just don't need to know what happened to this apartment before I moved in. That's all I'm saying.
4: I'm not lying about that. So. <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh, sorry. I got uh, to introduce myself too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Richie Michael. Uh, I got carried away there for a second. Uh, I'm the national brand ambassador with, uh, with Uncle Nearest. Uh, I'm based here in, uh, in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Cool. So.
5: Oh. Great. And I'm Matt Carlson. I'm the brand steward, or one of the brand stewards for Uncle Nearest here in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm Matt Neal, and um, uh, I'm the uh, brand ambassador for Uncle
2: Nurse in the UK.
1: Yay. Well, thanks, guys. Um, So to our viewers, so we're here each and every Wednesday for the foreseeable future um, to bring you all things whiskey-related with our distillery peers. Um, And so tonight, I have the pleasure of introducing our special guest, Heaven Hill Brand's national spirits portfolio mixologist and educator, Lynn House. How's it, how's it, how's it going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight.
4: I'm so honored. Thank you so much for asking me. It, it's great. I'm happy to be here.
1: Are you drinking some whiskey?
4: I am. I'm drinking a little Elijah Craig, of course. I'm having
1: Elijah, Elijah Craig too. Me you know? too.
4: Yeah. Yes. cool. Well what not. is everyone
1: else drinking tonight? We didn't even we didn't even talk about whiskey. What are you guys drinking?
5: I think Ian and I have the same bottle here. I think we All do right. have the same bottle, yeah. yeah. So, in honor we, uh, of Lynn, I picked up the Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond.
4: I am jalous because <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not leaving my apartment to go get it. <laughs> um,
5: well, there is uh, another 100 proof uh, whiskey that I could recommend if you have a mm. bottle. bottle.
0: <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> Catherine has the address. You guys can always send me stuff. So. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. We can
5: do that,
3: yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Matt, that's uh, well i'm sipping on on matt's recommendation this uh, other delicious 100 proof whiskey i'm sipping on our uncle nearest 1856 <laughs> okay. but okay. lynn for you yeah. i am after I finish this class i am gonna switch over to uh, some evan williams single barrel uh oh, this vintage, one
4: yeah.
3: yes this one's beautiful this one is uh was barreled in uh, august 4th 2011. i'm excited I'm okay so you're on open. the
4: current vintage awesome
3: yep i'm gonna crack that one open in just a second
4: nice nice nice
1: well lynn we we love to have you here tonight um you have such an extensive career in uh spirits and hospitality hospitality and you also had an acting career prior to i did Uh, i mean that's it's pretty awesome um that you get to dabble in two different careers Um, Can you just very briefly tell us a little bit about your your background to our Uh, viewers who might not
4: know you? Absolutely. So um, I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio, went to Miami of Ohio, and then went on to professional training school at the British American Drama Academy in Oxford, England. So I was um, a professional actor for many years, which meant that I was a professional bartender. And (laughs) 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 wait. Because when the gig ends, you need another gig. And so, you know, hospitality fit perfectly, and the two professions lend very well to each other. It's not surprising that other people like Dale DeGroff and Gaz Regan, bless his soul, you know, all came from theater backgrounds as well. So I worked professionally as an actor for many years, did off Broadway, went to school in Europe. Um, toured the country um, during children's theater, worked at Goodman Theater, picked up a couple of acting awards, and then I kind of aged out of my category to be quite honest. That's how the industry okay. works. And um, through the whole time I was supporting myself in restaurants and bars and I loved what I was doing mm-hmm. and around the time that that was happening it was really during the, really the, the birth of the cocktail renaissance and um, I fell in love with it. I, I was in love with wine first and I wanted to see the love of wine transfer into spirits, and that's kind of what kick started me getting into where I am now. So, pretty cool!
1: Pretty cool. Well, my team has um, some great questions to ask you tonight. Awesome uh, to get to know you a little bit better and your journey. And We're going to start with <laughs> Ian.
2: Okay, Ian. well, <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> neighbor. <laughs>
2: Not a stalker. <laughs> hey neighbor, not a stalker. I promise I'm not a stalker, um, which, which, is, which, which is really reassuring, I'm sure. Um, but kind of, you know, the industry has changed so much since, uh, since even I've been able to be a part of it, which I, I actually had a career in classical music before I jumped over. Right, uh, in
4: common. So what did you do?
2: I was an opera singer.
4: I studied German opera,
3: so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Matt, well, Matt uh, Ian was an opera singer. Ian, you
2: still uh, are an opera singer. Come I on, right. I, I is an opera singer. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't an English major, so.
2: <laughs> I was, not. But I actually, I, I actually studied, uh, I studied in Germany for a time, too. So that's kind of, uh, German leader is really my wheelhouse for wow. opera. I did a lot of contemporary opera. Oh,
4: fantastic. Um, awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of American contemporary. But back to liquor. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious how 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 is your how how did your role kind of become necessary? How has the need for education changed, and especially now that the the uh, the, the consumers for spirits are inundated with information and right at times even overeducated. I'm kind so, of curious what you.
4: <laughs> Everyone's like what? Uh, so when I first started with Heaven Hill, it was really interesting. Uh, my my entry position was national. Brand ambassador for PAMA. So I just represented PAMA, which is a beautiful liqueur in our portfolio. And I was the national person for that. Um, but my own personal background was obviously running beverage programs here in Chicago. And I saw the success of what educating my staff did to promote those programs. Um, the more, the more I say learning is earning all the time, the more you know, the more you can do um and so i saw from that lesson of what i was doing in my bars like the more i taught my staff quite frankly the more we sold um so i brought those principles into what i was doing and i also had great lessons from people like charlotte Voisey and claire warner um i think jacob bryers you know people who they approach brand work from an educational standpoint not just about the party and, you know, as you mentioned, our consumer is so much smarter. Um, it used to be when I started bartending years ago, 30 plus years ago, whatever sold in a retail is what you had behind the bar. And now it's the bartender who's influencing what people buy at retail. And henceforth, the consumer is smarter, the bartender is smarter. So education is key. It's just, it, it's what gives a great foundation to the movement that we've had and regaining in this industry and so um, I love the fact that I'm seeing like not just brand ambassadors but people like I'm a brand educator and you're not just talking about your brand, you're talking about categories you're talking about categories outside um, and helping people just really understand so um, you know, we all rise the tide together so yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. which is why we have you here tonight you <laughs> <laughs> can not only talk about Uncle Nearest but your great portfolio as well
4: well,
1: thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and I have to say, just, um, you know, being in the industry for so long myself, education is extremely important. Um, I remember going out for job interviews and, uh, you know, the manager testing me on the spot, you know, what's, what's Pellegrino, what's Tangeray, you know, things like that. And if you didn't know it, you didn't get the job. So, as, you know, one of the things I, did, I have learned from you, Lynn, um, since, you know, following your journey for, you know, for about 10 years now, Um, was that how how important education is um so i'm glad that so many people get to learn so many bartenders get to learn from you um because i've seen you in
4: action and you're you're really good at what you do oh thank you i mean it's so important when i first moved to chicago i totally did not get hired for my first job because i didn't know jack they asked me gave me a wine test and i was like I know white, red, and pink. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am mean, from Ohio. You know? <laughs> so, pink,
3: is, pink is where you mix the white and red together, right? Yeah, and I was like,
4: hair. I don't know, we, we have a spout, and either poured white, red, or pink, you know, and and that was a real kind of learning lesson for me. It was like, wow, if I really want to work at the places that I want to work and have the career that I want to have, I have to invest in learning more about it. And, you know, again, I just keep saying, hashtag learning is earning. The more you know about everything you touch, the better you're going to be at your craft. Um, you help elevate the craft. And at the end of the day, it helps put, you know, dollars in your, in your bank account. So yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Richard no
1: Michael, so you have a great question to follow that up.
3: Well, yeah, I, I got a couple of questions for you, Lynn, but I, okay. I got, I got to, I got to back you up with with how the importance of education in, in the last, what in the last kind of decade or fifteen years has has come to the surface in the industry. Um, so, we've just gone through a process now of just realizing its its importance, but um, it's it, it it is it's amazing. I don't know if you've uh, uh, interacted with our beautiful producer Sailor. Um, she I actually knew we haven't. <laughs> Hi, Sailor. Um, yeah. we, me, and, me and Sailor were having a, a talk about this exact thing the other day and, and trying to pinpoint when we both realized uh, the importance of, of education and, um, and Sailor told a story about when she first learned about wine um, and she noticed almost immediately. She was working in a bar and she went home and, and didn't know anything about wine, studied wine and almost immediately started being able to sell it to her tables and saw her checks go up, um, saw her, her tips go up. Uh, and it's almost instantaneous. Like it, it, it's like, it, it's so tangible. The, uh, the importance of education in the industry. Um, you can see it, the, the effects of it almost immediately. It's, it's kind of Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely.
1: And then the yeah. people you serve, they know, they know if you're knowledgeable or
4: if you're not. And they they want it too. That's part of hospitality. It's part of the, I say it's part of the sexy is like teaching your guests and bringing them along in this journey and them walking away, not only from a great experience, but walking away, feeling a little smarter, a little whatever. Um, you know, when I was in fine dining, I loved having guests who, you know, I teach them about a wine and they would be in the next week and they would bring their friends and they'd order that same bottle of wine. And then they were spewing the facts so they look like you know the big Kahuna at the table and <laughs> it was great you know and i made more money because i'm like i taught you about that <laughs> you know you're welcome but the same thing translates into spirits and i'm i'm so excited to see that we're that the industry is really swinging in that direction so
3: yeah lynn, lynn i was just trying to wrap my brain around the, the first time i think i interacted with you and and I don't know if this is, oh, I'm scared. This is <laughs> I don't know if this is if this is right or not but I have this very vague memory of when I used to be the beverage director for the Marriott Downtown Lawville, and I think that you sponsored a gala with Palmer when you were working in Palmer and I think that's yeah. the first time I, I got to interact with you, was and that was a long time ago
4: now that was uh seven years seven almost seven years seven six six seven years ago yes
3: yes it was a while ago but i remember (laughs) thinking wow i don't know anything about this palmer brand but apparently they're really cool because they throw (laughs) amazing parties like
2: this (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah it was a great time um but anyway i'm getting sidetracked so um (laughs) i I, yes, i got a couple questions for you so um like it's kind of a a a multi-part question but I really want to know if you've seen over the years that you've been in the industry, whether you look back to a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, um, have you noticed a a really noticeable change uh, in the amount of diversity that that is in the industry today compared to a year, three years, five years, ten years ago?
4: Oh, absolutely. I've noticed, I'm going to jump back 20 years ago first. Which was not questioned, but i'm going to jump back 20 years ago and 20 years ago particularly when you look at fine dining and craft or the elevated part of our industry there was next to no diversity um whether it was ethnicity lgbtq gender whatever it was quite frankly a lot of straight white guys you know yeah if,
3: if you didn't look like fred noah jimmy russell then then get out of here you know
4: and, and that <laughs> translated to both sides of the fence and so now, what I've seen in the last 10 years, I saw a little more. I've been with Heaven Hill for seven, and I worked um, running beverage programs for eight years before that. So so 15 years when I was in Chicago, it was myself and Debbie Peak, Jennifer Contraveos. We were the only three women I know running programs that were craft-oriented, you know, uh, more specialty. Not that there weren't female bartenders or whatever, but we were the only women that I knew of doing it. Um, we were led by our fearless leader, Bridget Albert, oh,
5: yeah. um,
4: and um, it. That was a long period before that changed. It was many, many years before that change. We go back to five years. You know, I think the influence of speed rack in this country had a tremendous influence that just woke up people particularly how many phenomenal women when you're looking at diversity yeah in industry. that's our
3: girl ivy mix that she's out there watching
4: Hi, we, we love her ivy <laughs> Linette, and Linette too. Memphis, <laughs> too fun story about speed rack i competed the first year and i didn't want we to we both did remember because, but I'm, i was a craft bartender i wasn't a speed bartender and i told him like please don't make me do this because i'm not a speed bartender i'm more of a finicky bartender And they were like, we just want people to do it. And sure enough, I think I had like the slowest time, but Lynette took me aside and she's like, your wash lines were perfect. Perfect. And
3: and how many points do you score for perfect perfect wash lines?
4: (laughs) You know, but I got no points for speed. I was just like, I'm going to make, (laughs) you know, but always obviously support what they do. But I think that's a lot. Um, I think what I'm seeing right now, that's been very interesting in the last, I'm gonna say two years, really. Um, Organizations like um, Causing a Stir have had a big influence um, in the industry. We're actually seeing more diversity as far as educational opportunities and promotion for people of color. And that's all color, you know, yellow, gray, purple, black, green, everything. Um, More LGBT inclusive um, initiatives happening tails, the change in tails, the Beyond the Bar Committee. Um, I'm actually a co-chair of the Beyond the Bar Bar Committee and our whole mantra is about promoting diversity and finding out ways to help that. And so I think there's been a really rapid change in the last two years as far as the industry is concerned. Um, And I'm hoping that that momentum continues after, you know, we're through where we are right now, so.
3: so so do you like today in today's world or in or in the recent world do you really have a a conscious notice of of the difference of the way that the industry treats you as an african-american female now compared to to previous to the last two years is it it a very conscious thing Uh,
4: it's um i think it's first i think conscious is a great word it's definitely a much more of a conscientious thing because we're talking about it we didn't talk about it 10 years ago we definitely weren't I mean,
3: do you personally, do you, do you really personally, consciously, like, is, has there been moments where you thought, wow, that wouldn't have happened five years ago or 10 years ago?
4: I think personally, um, what I have experienced is I don't get questioned anymore. Um, and it may be a unique thing just because I do live a very public life in this industry, but even as recently as four years ago, I would go in to do a training, um, I won't say where, or who. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, blast now. No throwing
3: under the bus I'm on this. No uh, throwing under the bus, <laughs> but I, I, did,
4: I did a training, and it was, it was crazy because we sponsored the training. So we, as a company, paid for everything, and it was an in-depth whiskey training, and the person who owned the venue looked at me and said, you know, when he walked in, the way my parents spell my name is also masculine, L-Y-N-N, there's no E. So I I think he expected a guy to walk in and I walked in and he kind of, I could see the startle and he was like, Oh, are you going to be able to speak to this? And you know, you're in a public setting, you're representing brands. I had to take a big deep breath and um, my, I couldn't be saucy bartender Lynn anymore. (laughs) And so I just simply said to him that like, Hey, you know, my boss is Max Shapiro, and he's an awesome man, and he signs my paycheck every other week, and he's very confident that I can speak to this. So you should feel comforted. And then, of course, I gave, like, the training of my life. I, like, was digging up facts out of my toes. I had a whole outline <laughs> written with notes, and I just, like, flipped it over and did it from memory and when it was done, I looked at him. I'm like, "We're good, huh?" Wow! It was good understood. You, good for you. Yeah. The shade was
3: understood. So. Where, where, where was this at again? I'm just kidding. Uh,
4: place <laughs> far, far away.
3: <laughs> so, there been? So, that might be somebody in the past that maybe was a, a moment where you thought you, you had a uh, a real conscious moment of something negative. Has there been like in the last couple of years? Has there been any conscious moments? of some really awesome positive movement in the right direction where you thought, wow, this is, this is as somebody who's been in the industry so long, mm-hmm. this is so cool that this is how people are, are, are thinking in the right way now, as opposed to what I've experienced in the past.
4: Oh, Has absolutely. Any, any
3: real awesome moments?
4: I, I think anytime I travel um, is I get to see little pockets of it. You know, I go into a bar and, and someone recognizes you and they're like, and you hear, I, I, I've i heard a lot more in the last year, just like, thank you, um, which is crazy because you don't do your job for thanks, you know, you do it hopefully because you love it, um, but it's, it's rewarding to hear people say, thank you, you paved the way and <clears throat> I did this, or thank you, I saw you doing this, so I knew I could do it. Um, Thank you for showing up, and because you showed up, you know, I know I can show up, and, and so those little moments have been fantastic uh, for me. Um, I've met so many people. I mean, I'm in a really blessed position where I travel the country and get to meet so many people across the country, and I've met so many people, and particularly women and women of color, who've been like, I know you. And I'm looking at them like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) You know, they're like, big hug. And they're just like, I know you. And I know, I know that you were doing things and being there and being present before it was even a conscientious topic. And so I can't give one big moment, but there's been a lot of little moments that just really feed the soul. So that's,
3: yeah, it's really good to hear. I, uh, as an outsider, I I feel like I feel the momentum of the industry moving in the right direction. I feel like, just like you said, in the last couple of years, it's really ramped up a lot. Um, even as an outsider, I feel like it's, it's. I can really feel the energy moving in a, a good direction now. Um,
1: it, it definitely has. I mean, I can say just, what, seven, eight years ago? You know, I would go downtown Chicago. I wouldn't see any people of color barely any women behind the bar. And I remember taking Bridget's class, um, Bridget Albert's class. uh, She did the um, mixology. Lynn, help me. What is it called? The Academy Academy of Culinary. Thank you, (laughs) guys. (laughs) Big brain fart. But anyway, thank you. But I remember going home and searching. Literally, this is how I found, found Lynn. I went home and searched black bartenders in Chicago. And Lynn House came up and she was the only person of color i saw doing the things that i wanted to do and so i'm going to say thank you like i always do because she's like it looks like my my bar mom (laughs) Uh, but but really she's encouraged and inspired me um but you know now i see so much more diversity behind the bar and even more so in these um more um well you know brand ambassador positions or you know Whatever, so I think that we are definitely heading in the right direction, and Lynn, we definitely owe you a thank, owe you a thank you for that in Chicago for sure. I know I do.
4: Oh well, thank you. Um, <laughs> cool. It's. I think I think we've made some strides. I think we've got a long way to go, to be quite honest. Um, you know, particularly when you're talking, I think we see a lot of more diversity at certain levels. Um, still in fine dining. I'm not seeing a lot of diversity still in craft cocktail bars. I see it in pockets of cities. I see it in Detroit. I see it in Chicago. I see it in DC. I see it in Atlanta, you know, but then I go to some cities. I'm like, Hmm, <laughs> you know, um, so there's, there's strides to grow and it's, and it's not taking opportunity away from anybody else. It's just creating more opportunities for everybody. And, and that's the approach I want people to think about um, and then definitely in the brand world, I think there's so much more that we can do. But it's great to see faces like you and Tracy Franklin, Vance Henderson, or Alicia. You know, Joss Davis, um, of course, Mike Cullen, um, yeah, out there doing it. Um, but we have we have a ways to go. Yeah, but, yeah, we but do. It, but we're talking about it, and that's most important. So right, exactly.
5: Speaking of change.
0: Sorry, we have a question real quick. I just want I want the guests to be able to ask questions. Oh, absolutely, that's okay. We'll interlace them. Um, We'll we'll end the show. One, we had a a guest of us ask what our go-to cocktail is. So let's end the show with that. We'll go around the room and you guys (laughs) can all um, say what your go-to cocktail is at the moment. But Fawn Weaver is with us tonight.
4: Our beautiful founder and CEO. Hi, Fawn. Hello, Virgo. I think we have the same birthday. Is Fawn's birthday September 5th? Yes. Oh my god. It's okay. The magic continues. Wow. That's else. <laughs>
1: I'm surprised I never made that connection. Oh, my god. <laughs> so Fawn asks Lynn,
0: do you have a favorite brand within
4: your portfolio?
2: And if so, which one and why? It's a trap. It's a trap. Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> so my favorite brand within yeah. our portfolio is um, Sacred Bond bottled and bond brandy. Mm. Uh, it was the first creative project I got to work on with Heaven Hill uh, four years ago. So it's a collaboration between Bernie and myself. So Bernie is the poster child for bottled and bond, right? I mean, it's literally tattooed on his arm. If you all know Bernie lovers. Um and I think I know the guy. You may know about. the guy. You're living in his place so <laughs> um, and I am definitely the the poster child of cocktails and great cocktails and I'm a, I I love brandy. I've always loved brandy and love cognac. My family's from the south so I come from that tradition. Um but I love that brand because we got to collaborate on it together and it was um an idea that he kind of lofted up first and if you think about volleyball I spiked it in. And I think it speaks a lot to who Heaven Hill is as a family owned company that we're very nimble as Max would like to say. So innovation, great ideas come from within and they get celebrated and they get punted up. And so, um, yeah, I'm super proud of that brand. I love that brand. It's 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 our baby, you know, and um, yeah, it's it's, it's my personal favorite. Um, if you were to ask me my favorite bourbon, it would definitely be um, Henry McKenna Ten Year Old Bib, which sadly I'm out of right now. So
5: I think everybody is. It's pretty hard to find <laughs> yeah. right now. Oh, mate, you I can't know, get in the stash.
4: <laughs> uh, I might have, have a bottle UK. back
5: here somewhere. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, <laughs> good for you, I want to
5: come over <laughs> I used to get that bottle for about thirty dollars, and now it's yeah. about a hundred mm-hmm. here in
0: California. Oh, so. I, I keep, I keep finding
5: even... the bottles oh. of it under
3: the floorboards and. and oh, stop um, it! So he did leave you some Then, Is the sacred bond
0: available in the states, in all states,
4: that is? So sacred bond is not nationally distributed at this point in time. It is about in like 20, 21 states. Um, We're definitely being careful with how we, you know, just bottle and bond in a category. We're not in um, any danger of the juice, but we're definitely being careful to make sure that we're releasing it correctly, so that we don't run into a written house situation of like five years ago. Um, but it uh, we launched it in ten states, and it is rapidly growing in the states that it's present. In. It's a primarily an off an on sorry an on premise brand for us. Mm-hmm. Um, is it available in Tennessee? That's it is the- available in Tennessee. Okay, you heard that, pawn. Now you can go find a bottle. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <you> um, <laughs> it is available in Tennessee.
3: <laughs> and I believe, I might be wrong, but I think they make a cocktail uh, with it on their menu at the Fox Bar in, in Tennessee. Because um, last time I was there, I had one, and it was spectacular.
4: Oh, yeah. oh fantastic. I know it's on a couple of menus out there. Husk Group works with it. So, yeah. There you go.
3: Excellent. Okay. Cool.
1: Matt, see you had a question, Matt Carlson.
5: Yeah, um, it kind of goes well with our conversation since we just got a question from Fawn. Um, When everything started to shut down around the country, we had a conference call, as I think a lot of people did with their jobs. Um, And one of the things Fawn told us was how stress is the enemy of creativity. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such an astute thing. And I was wondering, um, for all of us, a a number of us on this panel are also artists in addition to Ian and yourself. Um, And I know that you being uh, an educator and an artist and a writer and a cocktail creator, I was wondering how during this time you're trying to relieve stress and remain creative.
4: Oh, I'm trying to do anything I can. So I am um, (laughs) growing plants. I grow a lot of plants too. So I love gardening. Um, it's not, it's still really cold, so I literally have been taking all my scraps, and I'm like restarting lettuce and potatoes and onions, so I'm growing this little recycled baby garden side, which is great every morning to have to kind of get up and go feed that. Um, I'm doing a lot of reading. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going through the Netflix
1: <laughs> what are you watching what's good right now yeah. oh my gosh what does Landhouse house watch on netflix
4: i have to know Uh house has watched a lot of really bad tv on netflix. <laughs> um i i, 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 I watched the tiger watched king the is, whole good tiger thing. Seven, that oh was horrible God. but i watched hey. it i was like all right what's everyone talking about there's got to be a great cocktail that comes out of this so <laughs> <laughs> <like> <laughs>
2: tiger cocktails from, come, from,
4: come from. out of it but I was like, I just felt really dirty after watching that. Um, yeah. <laughs> watching the,
3: the, the, cocktail, the cocktail can be the Carol Baskins. It's just a shot of the oh,
4: I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it for me.
4: I'm not going to spoil it. It'll be coming. I will have a great Tiger King cocktail come out of that. Okay, um, I'll look forward to that.
5: <laughs> have you had to be creative about your job too? For instance, for us, our jobs have totally changed. Um, You know, three weeks ago, we were not hosting a whiskey seminar on Zoom. Have you had to adapt in your role at Heaven Hill as well?
4: Uh, 180%. Um, So I'm not a tech person, which Chastity can tell you. (laughs) I'm like, how do I copy a link? How do I do (laughs) Um, it? I I, I I, I talk for a living, you know, and I get Mm -hmm. up in front of people and I talk for a living. I'm not in an office and I'm not on a computer except for the expense report that never gets done um i'm you know in front of people and so now that 100 percent of my life is literally in an office setting and online it's been that was that was the hardest change for me uh, but it's a big change but we're doing a lot of um webinars internally i'll be doing some webinars externally i'm doing things like this i did danny and jackie's happy hour uh, chastity you were on Audasha's, uh live ig i'm gonna do like a weekly friday event with her on that, and um, um, I'm rapidly learning how to use all the apps, getting backgrounds brought in, <laughs> ordering tripods and stuff. Um, are are you doing online,
1: uh, any online shopping? I've been doing online shopping crazy.
4: Okay, so <laughs> I'm like, I am like so paranoid about online shopping, but I am so much more paranoid about going outside I joined a seafood group this year, week, so I'm oh. getting seafood delivered once a month. Oh, cool! And okay. um, I just did my first Instacart today, so.
1: Then <laughs> we have a comment from Sarah Catlett. Okay. She says that she had an amazing 1.1 whiskey connoisseur experience with Carolyn at the Heritage Center in December oh, okay. of 2016. And she has a very special place in her heart for Heaven Hill as that was a very special moment for her.
4: Oh that's fantastic and a a shout out to that team because that team is who we're making hand sanitizer out of the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience Mm -hmm. and that so a lot of the teams that work um, in both the Heaven Hill uh, the Bourbon Experience and the Evan Williams um, they are now they're the ones who are helping produce the hand sanitizer. Um, and they're such a cherished member of the family. And so, um, hats off. We'll make that's sure. That's awesome what they're awesome. doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we have time for another question okay. coming from Poshnet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I love the nickname. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ask Lynn, um, uh, of course, you've had a career as an actress as well. And um,
3: what aspects of your career on stage have you brought into your um, career in uh, Spirits and what's helped you most?
4: Oh, I think from first and foremost, is just presenting and being in front of people and knowing how to speak. Um, the techniques I learned about vocal projection, posture, um, preparation, and... Um, um anytime before I do a, a seminar or anything, whether it's something I've done before, I'm always practicing it before and 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 just getting that into muscle memory. And then of course with you know, we do a lot of TV and radio in brand work. And um yeah. I know how to follow my spot, I know how to listen to my <laughs> mic, <laughs> I know how to listen to my mic, I know how not to get in the way of all the tech people. And all of that. And the first thing, I'm, whenever I'm on a set, I'm like, just, you know, as a formal actor, I'm going to be the easiest person you've ever worked with. And, you know, I'm like, tape, do whatever you've got to do. Um, it's all good. We'll figure it out. Um, I know if I'm wearing a dress, wear shorts underneath it so they can mic me. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's a little detail. It's like, you know. Lynn, we,
3: Lynn, we need to introduce you to our, our uh, head of distillery operations, Sherry Moore. Because yeah, Sherry has Sherry has been a behind the scenes person for thirty plus years, and I took her onto her first TV spot a few weeks ago, and it was like a what? <laughs> it was like a a, a kid who w- was let out into the into the public for the first <laughs> time in her life. It was, she, she didn't know where to turn. She was
2: left. She was right. She was. <laughs> I'm like, here's
4: your, shot. Here's your mic, they're going to duct tape the mic to the back of you. Don't worry, it's going to hurt when they take it off, but it'll better. I'm like, put don't some, put some highlight under your eyes, you know, drink a lot of water the night before so you don't look bloated.
2: All the same. <laughs> wow. uh, don't blast very
5: Mall. I think I have to jump <laughs> in here. We've had a I'm number of comments. You. Yeah, I've got a number of comments about Chastity's fireplace. and I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about it.
1: I know. That. <laughs> uh, I am I'm not impressed. the guest tonight.
2: <laughs> it's so okay.
5: nice
1: and cozy, guys. No, you are the, host, you the are the host, too. and
5: there's plenty of chatter here on the <laughs> yeah. side. This my fireplace. fireplace.
1: You
4: guys like, like it? I'm
3: so, cool.
0: I'm
5: so envious. I'm so yeah. envious. the fireplace is not a TV. It's her
4: real fireplace. It's real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's real.
5: Yeah, Netflix. I thought it was the Netflix fireplace for a minute. I can't
1: see A little, I'm a little nervous. It, you've actually got it's... the barrel top next to it, though. <laughs> so it's um, so the the barrel top is it's protected. It's leaning on a on a piece of, on some glass that's uh that's kind of pushed over to the side. It's 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 safe.
0: I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm
2: the whiskey as well. Safe,
0: safety
1: man. A whiskey Chast- by the Chastity, fire.
3: Do, do you keep some <laughs> uh, some, the... some cinnamon dust by the fire to do magic spells? <laughs> Just like.
1: You no, know, I have some glitter though. Oh, no,
5: <laughs> uh, those of us who aren't as fancy, I I if you go on glitter. Netflix, if you go on Netflix, there is something you can watch called Fireplace for Your Home.
4: Exactly. Which, you can give I, that, I that a go too. That's what you were doing. Yeah, me too. the live fire.
0: So, before, uh, before we end the evening, um, I just want to make sure um, that we get Maurice's question into everybody. Um, you got to think fast. Okay. What is your go to cocktail
4: of the moment? Uh, my go to cocktail of the moment is whiskey meat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Maybe a little ice if I just want to sip on it. Um, but I actually have been drinking, you know, I've been doing a little day drinking, let's not lie. Um, and so I've been drinking Pama with apple juice and tonic.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, that sounds
4: pretty good. Nice little low ABV, kind of takes the edge off in the middle of the day when I'm like, ah! And... Um, there's
3: antioxidants in there, right? <laughs> so, yeah, one of your fly the day. the
4: pomegranate, <laughs> yeah.
1: Why are we talking about cocktail? Just really quick, just to tell the viewers. So, uh, Uncle Nearest Cocktail, uh, our Tennessee Buck. You can look at uh, the recipe on our website. But it includes Mandi Canton, which is from your portfolio. That's awesome. Oh, yeah.
4: Thank you yeah, all. Yeah,
1: it's one of our signature cocktails.
4: Fantastic. Yeah.
1: Uh, one question from Kitty before we close, close out the questions. Kitty, uh, one of our lovely brand ambassadors, she's asking, what is your favorite last call song,
4: Lynn? Oh, um, oh, you know what? My favorite last call song goes back to when I was bartending and working in college. And I worked at a bar, and I'm not kidding you, the name of it was Attractions. Okay. and every night um when we were down it would be happy trails to you and it was like bomb but um and we'd hear it and we would take our stools and we would just like slam them on the tables and bars <laughs> and be like get out <laughs> That's my favorite song. When I hear them like time to go. <laughs> yeah. Lynn, I went Done. to
0: Ohio State, so I know the place you're talking about. I, I went to college in the in the very early nineties. So <laughs> Oh, so you're a Buckeye. <laughs> oh age? Yeah. <right>. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. I know. I could care less. I'm a hockey girl, so you know. <laughs>
1: Let's
5: see, do we
0: have
5: any more questions? So he also wanted to know the panelists go to Cocktail as well. Oh. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll jump in and say I've been making a lot of Boulevardiers. Nice. And also, I'll give you a favorite closing song. Uh, When I worked at Tom Bergen's, people would not want to leave at closing. And one bartender friend of mine, Jared, would always put on Enya. And I tell you, within 30 <laughs> seconds, everyone knew they had to leave. They were like, oh, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Oh,
4: yeah. That is so awesome.
1: <laughs> my um, go-to cocktail, so I have two. Um, if the weather is warm and hot or whatever, I want a paper plane. Nice. And in the fall and winter, I want a New York sour because it incorporates mm. whiskey and wine, two of my favorite spirits. Yeah. What about you, Ian?
2: Uh, I've been I've been making a lot of black Manhattans at home lately, and and Nick has been having me make a lot of Boulevardiers, also
5: Matt. Good taste. Good a a taste. I have I have a quick tip. I have a with Uncle Nearest 1856 tip. too. It's fantastic.
1: And put a half ounce of Pama in your Boulevardier. Oh my God, it is so good, guys. Try it.
5: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Happy uh, too. I'll try
1: it
3: at the moment um, i've uh, it's been remember the main i've got a thing for absinthe at the moment uh you know lockdown why not strong alcohol and i've got a sweet tooth as well
1: mm. cool cool send the sure? recipe matt
3: well firstly i can't believe that nobody said the
1: song Closing time. Oh, <laughs> just the uh, da, 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 da. the <laughs> I like these last two dollars. I don't know who sings that song.
3: Man, who sings one.
1: that song? Do you know? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's else. horrible. It's just closing
3: time and then da, 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 da. Huh. That's it. That's the whole song
1: uh
0: semi-sonic
3: cody says oh god yeah semi-sonic someone just called. Yeah, someone
2: called you a semi-sonic. millennial richie <laughs> <laughs> i think i think richie i think richie is an elder millennial aren't you an elder, elder
4: millennial I, a,
2: An
3: because elder- i'm the one before last year of millennials so i am a oh. millennial i'm not old i'm a millennial
2: um, you're, you're not old be- you're an elder millennial it's okay right. it's okay embracing exactly. uh, mature uh, yeah a, exactly.
3: uh millennial mature millennial that's what yeah. <laughs> um so i've been drinking some some whiskey neat but um I, you know during the day i love drinking uh tall drinks so uh some whiskey maybe like lower abb some some 80 86 or 90 proof uh with some club yeah. soda and an orange twist is just like so refreshing Ooh,
1: i love yummy, it yummy,
4: yummy. Horses yeah very nice
1: Well, guys, real quick, I just want to announce um, the rest of our lineup um, for our viewers. Um, You can catch us um, tomorrow for our Thursday cocktail club right here at Zoom. Um, And then on, actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I missed this in my notes. Can anybody jump in here and help me what's on Friday and Saturday?
0: So, Saturday, you'll be able to follow us on um, Instagram. Okay. And then, Oh my
5: god, what is Fridays? <laughs>
2: Friday.
0: Friday, is that May? Thank you. Yes. I am yes. I am. this is my new life. I'm we yeah. <laughs> were joking that I'm stuck to the stair seven <laughs> days a week and, and my my husband just you know throws food downstairs like mm. in my basement. Um it is yes. our happy hour, that's why I face in our whiskey maven uh May, our other brand steward um LA hosts that and she has some really exciting fun guests and Friday it's
2: going to be a certified sommelier that will be tasting Uncle Nears
1: for the first time live. Very cool. Well guys you can always um, go to our Uncle Nears IG page, Facebook page and keep up to date with uh, all of our shows that we're doing to keep you all engaged during this quarantine time. I want to thank my guest, our guest, Lynn, for joining us tonight. Thank you,
4: thank you very thank much. Thank you to my lovely whiskey family
1: for keeping things engaging. <laughs> I'm going to end Cheers. the night with a whiskey fact and a, whis- and a toast, okay? okay? So my whiskey fact is one of my favorites, uh, that the word whiskey comes from the Gaelic word, which means water of life. So, always keep whiskey in your cabinet, just like you keep water in your fridge, guys. And if we can just raise our glasses for a toast, okay? So, I'm going to read this up. Some ships are wooden ships, but those ships may sink. The best ships are friendships, and to those ships we drink.
2: Woo! Yes! Us. yes night, y'all!
1: Yes. Stay safe, drink honorably, and Cheers!
0: And Maurice says so thank you for paving the way, Lynn.
2: Aw, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. From all of us, thank you. I think
5: we had one last question too oh. for Lynn. Um, we, I had heard that your grandmother was a poet. I was wondering if you might yes. share with us your favorite oh. of her poems.
4: All right, um, absolutely.
5: I'm prepared to. Don't worry.
4: Put the specs on now. The vanity goes away because I'm blind as a bat. So my grandmother is Lily May Carter, and she's like in the Who's Who of famous Kentuckians and American famous poets. And um, I was like Googling her today and found out like Western Kentucky University did like class on her and all this, which is kind of crazy. So trying to end on a positive note and and thinking about how we're all into this i'm going to read her poem not for my children and then we'll cheers all right <clears throat> i do not sing a song of hate to my children instead a song of love i sing the love of birds and bees and the world's glorious trees trees in spring summer full blows vibrant autumn ones snow-capped winter ones through which the sun has shone and glistened. And in the shimmering icicles shine bright from early morn to velvet night, of fluffy snowflakes twirling by, a beautiful frenzy from the sky, a frenzy from the winter sky, of peoples, all colors, races, creeds, which combine to weave beautiful mosaics and tapestries of music folk spirituals deeply rooted blues country too i do not sing a song of hate to my children instead i sing a song of love what kind of song sing you so let's all sing a song we're going to get through this beautiful. together we're all in it together can't wait to toast you on the other side so cheers yeah.
0: cheers,
2: cheers, Lynn. cheers. cheers. cheers.
0: This is a Spirit of Rock Network show. To check out all of our shows, visit spiritofrockpods.com. That's spiritofrockpods with an S dot com. Thanks for listening.